Madison, how you doing? Where will love go? By Sharon Olds. <laughs> Where will love go? When my father died and my love could no longer shine on the oily drink-conduced <laughs> slopes of his skin. Then by love for him be lived inside me and lived wherever the fog they may made of him coiled like a spirit. And when I die, my love for him will live in my vapor and live in my children, some of it still rubbed into the grain of the desk that my father left me, and the oxblood pores of the leather chair which he sat in, in a stupor when I was a child, and then gave me passionately after his death. Our souls <laughs> seem locked in, in it, together, two alloys in a metal, and we're there, in the back, in the black and the chrome workings of his 40-pound 1932 Underwood. The trapeze is still inside it on the desk in front of the chair. Even when the children have died, our love will live in their children and still be here in the arm of the chair, locked in it, like the secret structure of matter. But what if we ruin everything? The earth burning like a human body, storms of soot breathing in it in permanent winter? Where will love go? Will the smoke be made of animal love? Will the clouds of roasted ice circling the globe be all that is left of love? Will the sphere of cold turning ash seen by no one, heard by no one, hold all our love? Then love is powerless and means nothing. This week we're doing the pest. <laughs> I thought I would... I thought I would open the episode with something quite beautifully sad and somewhat sorrowful, but somewhat hopeful, sure. somewhat memorable. Uh-huh. It was good. Just, it was a really good bit for this comedy podcast. You know, just to create like a juxtaposition of what we're about to do and what we're about to Let's, talk um, about. Just real quick, immediately juxtapose that with the song from the opening three minutes of this movie. Oh my God. The best meister, living life in Miami's vice. Mash, So we'll let you, the listeners, be the judge of uh, which one of those was more powerful and spoke to your soul. Mike, we were both wrong. This is the worst movie we've ever done, right? Here's the thing. If you put a gun to my head, I could not outline a troll in Central Park's plot to you. I could tell you a decent amount about this movie. So based on the fact that it's like memorable, I might still say Troll in Central Park is the worst, but this is... The one I've enjoyed the absolute least. Although, to be fair, we watched it together, which we never do. Yeah, that is and true. the experience of us watching it together was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, to break down the wall, um, the the podcast wall that we put up against ourselves and the listeners. <laughs> Can't break podcast kayfabe. Yeah. Previous guest, Jesse and I, on one of his podcasts talked about podcast kayfabe. You can't break the kayfabe, so tear down a wall if you need to, but just... Is kayfabe the 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 guy Britney Spears was married to for a while? Yep. Cool. Anyway, <laughs> to break down the podcast kayfabe, me and Mike uh, met up 
and we went to a uh, uh, restaurant and drank a huge margarita and then came back to my place and drank um, a few whiskey drinks and then we watched The Pest. So we were in probably the best state we could be to watch a movie like The Pest is. And I'm going to say I probably remember a good first part of it. I do not remember the latter half of the movie whatsoever. The Pest is one of those films where, like, remembering, like, the outline, like, the skeleton of the plot is enough. Like, the details aren't as important, I think. Like, he gets chased through Miami. They think he's poisoned, etc., etc. He pukes off a boat with a really not um, great gay Nazi kid. Not great is very generous. (laughs) It's awful. This movie is awful. A lot. Can we take a second, though? Because I somewhat disagree with these that this was the worst movie we've ever watched. Can we take a minute and just realign our priorities to say, fuck you, Jesse? Yeah, we can. We can. Fuck you, Jesse Cooper. If none of you have seen The Pest... Don't. Yeah, don't. But within... Just to give a little bit of a taste, because we're not going to go through the, the plot synopsis, because it's basically the d- most dangerous game if after the island part, they went to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's kind of like the story arc idea. Um, I've never read The Most Dangerous Game, but I'm pretty sure it doesn't include a scene where the person being hunted and the gay Nazi son of the Nazi hunter puke their guts out on a boat. And one of them, I think it's shit on by a seagull. Yeah. To be clear, audience, we watched this movie like four weeks ago, and I could not bring myself to rewatch it to prepare. So I'm sorry, but... Not doing that. And other than the song clip, there will be no clips because I'm not rewatching this movie, even an inkling to put in clips from the film. Yeah. In the first 20 minutes, John Leguizamo's character, The Pest, which is like a shortened version of his name. Uh, I don't remember what the full name uh, was. Actually, you know what? Somehow, Pestario. I remember that somehow. Pestario. Yeah. Um, within the first 20 minutes, uh, John Leguizamo does two really bad, really awful caricatures of an Asian person. Like, breakfast at Tiffany's level, like, horrible, like, caricatures. Mm-hmm. And impersonates a blind man pickpocketing people. I think, was that was that it? No, he was doing, he was running the shell game. Oh, he was running the shell game, yeah. So he was, like, doing, like, the find the ball or whatever. Yeah. And proceeds to also impersonate someone who's having a seizure, trying to get away from the Scottish mafia that wear kilts. <laughs> everywhere but also have guns under their kilts i forgot about the scottish mafia he owes them fifty thousand dollars i forgot about the scottish mafia scottish mafia was oh my god like it was both my favorite part of the movie but also part of the worst part like there's no good part of this movie yeah Actually, that's a lie there's one good part of the movie and it's the only clip i'm gonna find and it's from a scene where John Leguizamo has escaped the island and the hunter has put um, a tracer on him and it starts to overheat. And at some point he's at his girlfriend's parents' house and he starts like dragging his ass across the floor like a dog who has worms. And the girlfriend's dad, played by Joe Morton, who some people recognize as um, Henry from Eureka and other things, just goes, or something like that, and I don't remember, but it is legitimately the only good part of this movie, is the way he, the, the spice he put on that line is all time. It was so funny. That's the only clip I'm going to put in, because it was the only part of this movie that was good. 
Well, hopefully our pitch will be a better product than the pest. My math fact for the week is how many math facts did I prepare? Zero. Math blasted. My math question is, could you have prepared fewer math facts? Are you doing a Chandler Bing thing? <laughs> Full disclosure, our episode on Rami Michelle launched me into a Friends rewatch, because I've only ever seen the show once through, and so I'm kind of nearing the end of it as we're recording this. But That's something we can talk about in lieu of math facts. Listeners, I um, had the pleasure of seeing Friends the Musical. Friends, a parody oh, musical yeah. um, it, at the Broadway Playhouse here in Chicago. And I'm so jealous. It could not be any more awful. <laughs> oh, really? This is my hot take on it. It was kind of like some of the actors got what they were doing. Like, only like two of them, that they were being parodies of like the characters. But the other ones gotcha. did not understand that at all. They were just making Friends references the whole time. Uh, but the Joey and Rachel character got yeah. it and were actually like parodies of Jennifer Anderson and um, Matt LeBlanc. But there was a genuine laugh out of me at one part of the production. It's towards the end and where they're doing the um, proposal scene between Monica and Chandler. And it's this really uh. sappy song. And Chandler was like, could I be any more in love with you? <laughs> it actually got me. Well, that hot take and somewhat review leads us, that's right, gang, straight into Daddy's Tomatoes. That's not the song, is it? <laughs> cool. Alright, so... This first tomato comes from Sylvia S. So, I want to be clear. We hated this movie. Oh, yeah. We hated this movie. What I'm making clear is I only found five-star reviews. Like, I purposefully went through and found five-star reviews for this one. Interesting. Okay. Not that there were only five stars. <laughs> Correct. Oh, there were. There were. Loads and loads and loads. Less than you'd think, but there were a lot of negative reviews. So, this is from Sylvia S. Who gave it five stars. Love it. Want to kiss it end of review kiss it like the dvd yeah. or like the 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 vhs yeah. tape or she's a dvd sexual uh she wants to kiss john leguizamo cinesexual she wants to get on that gag reel if you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> i'm actually crying a little bit <laughs> Uh, this next one comes from Phil W. who gave this five stars. On the floor laughing till you puke funny. Watch five times in one day. Wow. What a fucking day. <laughs> I feel like that would be hell. That that I think one of my versions of hell is watching this movie over and over again. <laughs> it, just seeing the boat scene or seeing the scene where... In, granted... Again, listeners, we watched this four weeks ago, and I could not bring myself to rewatch it, like Mike. But the only scene that I remember is John Leguizamo was taking a shit in the... This is the only part I remember from the well, island. Is he's that got he's, diarrhea. He's got diarrhea. Real good poop comedy in this movie. Oh, man. And the hunter, like, launches a rocket launcher at him, and it explodes, and somehow he survives. But And then he shows up, like... 
at the mansion again, and then his son, who is the really bad representation of a gay person, and I don't know, maybe <laughs> he's a gay Nazi, right? Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm pretty sure, if I remember correctly, they really lean into like, oh, hey, they're also Nazis. I don't know where I was going with that. Let's <clears throat> move on. Our last review then comes from Dante, who gave this five stars. The greatest movie ever. Whoever says it sucks, yeah, Michael, I'm talk to you, stupid. Damn, Michael. Yeah, they caught me. They caught me. You think it was Michael Myers? Oh, that could be. I thought it was me. I thought 11 years ago they knew I was going to watch this movie and talk shit about it. Oh, wow. It was like they're uh, they're on the time stream. Maybe they're Scott Bakula and are leaping or something. Yeah. Um, Actually, here's a, th- it's a thing that not many people know. Dante is Raven Simone's real first name. Is that a real fact? Is that a real fact? No. What? <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> why why, why Raven? mysterious to me that's a raven i have a friend named chelsea that's a raven whole theme song please Corey's in the house that came after that's a raven because that was the most believable evolution of that show is her little brother becoming the president no her brother didn't i didn't think her brother became the president i'm pretty sure their dad became the chef like the the white house like chef oh okay I think it was. I think it was like proto Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. That's a Raven is back, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, and I think it, her daughter has like the powers now. What's What's it called? That's still very Raven. That's still absolutely Raven. <laughs> That's still absolutely. Raven. <laughs> the only episode of that Star Raven I remember pretty vividly is the one where she is partnered with the dude who stinks, um, like oh, for it, like the science project and. But the dude's really nice and he's really awesome. It's just that he smells really bad and she's trying to be nice about it. But like, she's like, he just, he just smells really bad. I'm sorry. I can't do the project. It was so weird to me that the finale was like, she saw biblical revelation. Really? Yeah, it was weird. Like she saw Corey fighting the dragon that eats children. I think she saw Corey killing Jesus. Um, um, you said biblical revelations. Corey was Judas. (laughs) Yeah, she could see the future. Corey was the rebirth of Judas. (laughs) Uh, Madison, I think we've put this off about as long as we can. Can we go just about 20 minutes more? Let's do it. Let's do it. The only idea I had was like, okay, so the pest is the most dangerous game, basically. Like, what if we put like the pest in another like recreation of some piece of classic literature like we could do the great gatsby but we could do the great pest or something like that or we could do like uh robinson crusoe but we could do like uh robinson pest dario (laughs) madison jumanji 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 The most dangerous game. Oh, we should do Zathura. I just recently saw Zathura for all the way through for the first time. Oh, you saw baby Josh Hutchinson. I did little little, little small Josh, little Peta, and and Dax Shepard. Um, and Dax Shepard, who played big Peta, I guess technically. Whoa, spoiler. <laughs> we'll call the episode Zathura spoilers Zathura instead spoilers. of the pest two. The pest two colon. Zathura spoilers. Um, the sister in that is um is uh Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, yeah. It's a uh, Bella Swan. 
Let's talk about Zuthara instead of do the past. <laughs> yeah, that 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 works. So it's like the next Jumanji movie has the past in it, basically. Yeah. Okay, so it is Jumanji. It's not like a recreation or like a new game or anything like that. No, no, it's Jumanji. Okay, so who would play a board game with the past? <laughs> who would sit down and be like, "We're gonna spend an hour to hour and a half with this man uh, who is the worst human being." His girlfriend and his quote to like two person entourage, whose names I don't remember and will not look up because I do not care. So, and so just to be clear, this comes in before Jumanji: Welcome to the Jungle because in that movie the board game morphs into a video game, a video game, which I guess it did that I think in the eighties or the nineties. It's fine. It did, I don't care if if it's in there somehow. I haven't seen the new Jumanji. <clears throat> it's really fun. It's super good. And here's the thing. Karen Gillan and Jack Black are actually like a very good comedic duo. Like watching them in that movie together, acting up, it's very funny. Me and previous uh, guests on the show, Jackson Eflin, actually came up with an idea for a movie that I'm really mad will never get made. It's called um, Back to the Scene, where Karen Gillan and Jack Black play uh, buddy cops, CSIs. And they get pulled in, like they're retired slash fired and they in disgrace and they get pulled in to solve a, the return of a serial killer who they had like tried to catch, but they botched the investigation and so were fired and they blame each other and they, they have to solve it again because they're the only ones who still have any kind of case files and it's like a buddy cop show. And it's, I, there's more to it. I'll talk about it at length some other time, but it's fucking amazing. We called it back to the scene. Well, if you can tie it to some movie that we that it could be like a sequel of we could do it on this show like <laughs> that could be the other guys too right i yeah i think we need jackson for that because it was a collaborative idea but. for sure okay so it's definitely the pest so what are some fun animal things that happened that oh. didn't happen in jumanji what if it's the pest and his girlfriend and the parents who do not like him at all oh so like she's inviting them over to a board game night so they can bond and he brings jumanji he like, brings he jumanji him. yeah okay 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 because we need character tension somehow for sure and if he brings his girlfriend and his two best buds what were the rules of jumanji you roll the dice to move your token doubles gets another turn and the first player to reach the end wins Beside, like, so, like, they moved around the board, like, they rolled and they moved around the board, then it said, like, the little glass thing said something, like, yeah, was like a, a rhyming couplet, yeah, that had something to do with the jungle. So, how does he have Jumanji? Where does he find Jumanji? I think he just he buys it at, like a thrift store or something, okay, or he finds it somewhere, like, just on the street. Like, we have some scene where whoever had it last dumps it, okay. And then he he finds it. Yeah. What if someone like just like throws it out a car window and it lands right in front of him? Yes. Beautiful. Like, That's amazing. What if they were having a game night and he was supposed to bring a game, but he's an asshole and didn't even care and forgot about the night altogether because he's a horrible person. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly like someone throws this game out at him at his feet because they're trying to get rid of it because they're being jungle cursed. And... <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Uh, he grabs it, and then uh, that's, yeah, like, it's like in a blanket, and he, like, unravels it, and then it starts yeah. beating, like, the drums start beating, and he's like, cool, drums! He starts dancing. Yeah. He starts dancing to the drum beat. Yeah. Do they get sucked in, or does stuff come out? Because in the new one, they get sucked in. Um, so... If we're keeping the board game theme, maybe it comes out, but... Like, if it's, we're keeping, like, the original Jumanji stuff comes out, 
thing is like what could we do like animal wise that would come out or like jungle wise or do we think it like maybe it's jumanji with the arctic expansion and (laughs) and um it like turns it turns like all of miami into like an arctic like all right so it's not jumanji but it's in the jumanji verse because like i think technically zathura is supposed to exist Mm -hmm. in the jumanji universe like yeah so this is the arctic game yeah which is called fjord fjord that's pretty good yeah something i mean but you come up with a word and it can go either before or after fjord fjords fjords fury fjords fury okay so obviously the title is the pest colon fjords fury yeah 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 okay so yeah i like this the arctic I like how our idea, all the stuff we're excited about, has nothing to do with the pest. I got it. I got it. So I think we're in it now. Um, so he brings this game, and they're all going to like play like shoots and ladders. or something. Not shoots and ladders. That's a kid's game. But like, like they're going to play, like I don't know, Monopoly. Or sure. maybe maybe the dad is really into like hardcore RPGs, and they were going to play like Mysterium or uh, yeah, yeah. Eldritch, Eld- Eldritch Horror or something. And he's like super excited about it. Then the pest is like like shoves that board off of like the the table and it's like we're gonna play my game let's play my game right now you're supposed to bond you're supposed to do okay. things be bonding right now what's the the stuff like the arctic stuff that comes out of the game i think blizzard is an obvious yeah i think things start getting very weird really fast i think maybe one of the first ones like the first rolls like n- nothing happens that they can tell but it actually is starting like a avalanche or like a blizzard outside um and the idea that i had as far as like the impetus of the story is Mm -hmm. what if um the pest rolls and a yeti comes out and uh barges through the door and kidnaps the parents and he has to rescue the parents my idea would maybe be we do avalanche or blizzard first so they can't actually leave the house mm-hmm. like so that's a reason why they can't stop playing got it i do like yeti though i think that's pretty fun that's kind of like the robot in zathura yeah so they're trying to like escape the yeti yeah and then probably they eventually befriend it and it helps them. for sure okay so what else happens maybe polar bear we have a polar bear fighting a yeti at some point we need some penguins right we need... of course we do yeah a uh, polar bear I think maybe the polar bear is like the main antagonist, maybe because hmm. there's a fucking bear in their giant house, and they like lock it into the kitchen or something, and it's. Do we want to do like Van Pelt or the astronaut from Zathura? Do we want to do like a human person? We can. Um, we could do like. Um, is there like a famous explorer that like explored the Arctic? I know, this is weird that I know this, but Ernest Shackleton was an explorer who tried to find one of the poles, I'm pretty sure. I think, I don't know that much about the Arctic explorers. I have no idea. We could say, like, um, mountain guide. Maybe someone draws the mountain guide card, and uh, it's like a... Because there are people who do that. They, like, set up, they, like, guide people up the mountain to, like, hike up, like, Mount Everest and the Himalayas and stuff. What if... Okay, I I can actually... I can bring both of our ideas together from earlier. Instead of an avalanche, it's something like, you've made it to the top of the mountain, blah, blah, blah. And then they look out the door and the house is now on top of like a mountain. Got it. Like an Arctic mountain. And so we can have the mountain guide because then the Yeti comes in and kidnaps somebody at some point. The mountain guide helps them get to the Yeti cave 
to save that person. Got it. Okay, that's cool. Because in Jumanji, the sort of whole landscape of whatever town they're in, I think they're in like New England or mm-hmm. something, um, gets shaped by this game. What if one of the first cards, or what if the, once the game starts, the house starts moving and this like mountain just like grows out of nowhere and they're at the top of it? Like, and it's in the, That's what I'm thinking, it's in the yeah. middle of Miami. <laughs> this huge snowy mountain. Yeah, the, and like everyone's freaking out and it's like what what the hell this mountain just shows up and everything while they're on the top of it and they have to find their way down basically and that's the game is getting down the mountain Ooh, that's good that's good that's good so what's the end we got three three minutes left what's what's like the arc what's how do we bring this home i think the parents or like the dad or the mom get kidnapped right um, maybe it's only one of them, and then like the daughter, the dad, and the mom, and the pest have to bond, like because that's the whole point of the whole night, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I love it. I think I would say like it would make a lot more sense for the girlfriend to get kidnapped, and they have to rescue her together. But I think that's kind of like cliche and lame, like for like the like the yeah, like, I know what you mean. Sort of like rescue the damsel in distress but like so i think it'd actually be kind of interesting if like the dad or the mom got like kidnapped by the by the eddie i feel like we need the dad still around only because he was like the strongest folk most vocal for sure anti-pest character so we're still kind of in damsel in distress territory yeah yeah but it's not like the person like he loves and like he's like the main character right so like all right, so like, yeah, we'll do the mom. Yeah, yeah, let's do the mom. Uh, Here's my other pitch. What if the girlfriend's pregnant, and this was what they were going to tell her parents at game night? At game night. Wow, what a what a bomb to to drop at game night. Um, that that that's good. I like that. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Like as far as like the arc, so it starts out where they're doing the um the game night and everything, and. The pest brings this game that it's like little oh, Mount 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 Fury or whatever. Or yeah, and the dad doesn't like he likes you know very like European board games of like not like Settlers of Catan, but ones that have these like beautiful names and like very fancy. He only plays Carcassonne. <laughs> he only plays yes, Carcassonne, yes. and he has all the expansions to Carcassonne. And so when the pest comes, in, no, 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 we don't, we don't play those kinds of board games here. <laughs> Uh, those action-packed, like, team-based, like, everything. It's yeah. like, uh, we all have to work together. And, like, the daughter's like, yeah, that's why this is going to be fun. We're kind of, like, bonding. We're, like, getting... Yeah, we're all on the same team here, Dad. Yeah. To, like, trying to butter up the idea of, like, they're going to be a family. Yeah, yeah. All right, so they start the game, and the mountain grows under their house. Yeah. So now they're trapped there. And I think it's, like, literally, like, they're seen from outside, like, just, like... They feel like the house moving, and then like you, they just see like sky, like the sky, like mm-hmm. like moving above them. It's like, what's happening? Like, is this? The real life. Is this just fantasy? And I, I think the dad blames the pest for some reason. Like, even though like the pest had no idea, right? Yeah, and I think the mom rolls the Getty. Yeah, and that's why she gets taken. And, and that says like, like you are the. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of like a whimsical like thing for the game to say it's like you are the the beast of the mountain is hungry and you are its prize <laughs> you you're its captive until your your 
the rest of the the rest of your mountaineer team save you or something like that right that was a really good rhyming couplet yeah 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 um <laughs> i i read my poetry for the episode like you come up with something mike all right Yurt's prize uh the yeti's hungry and you're its prize your absence will be an unwelcome surprise there we go okay don't ever fucking step to me ever again all right <laughs> i'll remember that sure whatever uh, <laughs> well now we have to do that for every single thing now so um get ready okay so the oh, the pest goes next mm-hmm. and he rolls the thing with the penguins and the dad's like, you can't even do anything useful, can you? Yeah. Like, how are those penguins going to help? And I think just a bunch of penguins come out of nowhere. Like, mm-hmm. this is after the mountain happens, right? Like, so like, Yes, and the, the Yeti has come and taken them off. Yeah, yeah. So, like, the penguins just come out of nowhere and are just around and aren't doing anything. They have no purpose whatsoever besides there's just a bunch of penguins in the house now. Mm-hmm. Just going... Yeah, they're not even, like, just... Sounds crisp. I think that unlike the monkeys in Jumanji, they're not even, like, destructive. They're just, like, there. They just take up space. Oh, what the fuck ever. Are you saying unlike the monkeys? No, unlike the monkeys in Jumanji. Those monkeys were the scariest. One of the scariest things I've ever seen in, like, cinema ever. Like, little monkeys with, uh, with knives, like, throwing them at, like, your head. Anyway. Okay, you know what? Hold on. Can we talk about the homeless guy in Jumanji again? Because I brought him up a couple times. Oh, my God. Here we go again. Yeah, this is Madison's heard this a few times, but fuck that dude. When Alan Parrish, I'll put the clip in. Thank you. Are the Parrish is still around. I see him now and then. Yeah. They're over on Adams Street. And like nobody says that. Did like, you guys enjoy that three minute scene? <laughs> it wasn't three minutes. Fuck you. He, like, if somebody was like, "Oh, hey, Mike." Um, I'm looking for your grandpa. Have you seen it? I'd be like, yep, I saw him over on whatever street, the cemetery he's buried in. That's not how anybody says that. No. When I was younger, I thought the... Um, oh, here we go. I thought the homeless guy in Jumanji was the dad. Do you, do you see that a little bit? Like, it's not played by the same actor, so it's definitely not... Like, the, the, the hunter is the dad, like, because it's like a metaphor. But I thought it was the dad because oh his factory was ruined and it's all he had left so he just ended up like staying here eventually and then he just stayed here because so these penguins though don't really uh like fuck shit up they're just there and in the way yeah they're just there and in the way and like useless they just keep like they're i think they're just like waddling around a lot and then like like they just like knock over shit and stuff and maybe they Mm. like shit everywhere because you know the pest hat the pest too has to have that good pup humor pup humor pup humor that certified pup humor so yeah i think they're just like waddling around maybe they're knocking shit over too um and i don't know where it goes from there because eventually like does that did the penguins come before or after the yeti you think after after Okay. That's what I'm saying is because then the like it's the mom goes and she's taken and they're they're at a point where it's like maybe we roll again and see what happens and maybe we'll get something to help her or like the dad's like roll again maybe some maybe you can get something to help her and he rolls these fucking useless penguins yeah yeah and the dad's like you can't even do anything right yeah so maybe then it's the daughter's turn and she rolls the uh... polar bear was an idea we had as well. Yeah, I think we're getting a lot of animals, though. Because our Jumanji source material was very light on animals. I know, for sure. But, like, if we're... 
it also had like a flood and like the forest and stuff like that. So uh, there could be like a we could have an avalanche. Avalanche. We could have an avalanche. an avalanche. A rock slide. Um, there's other hikers. What if it starts snowing, like in the house? Like that's mm. like so. Yeah, that's good. Like or maybe like a gust of wind and like it blows the board and like everyone everywhere. Like it's just like um they have to like get out of this room or they have to find a place in the house where like the wind isn't affecting it. Like mm-hmm. so maybe they move upstairs or like down to the basement or something like that. Mm. And then from there I imagine maybe they roll to get us like a sled at some point because they have to like go down the mountain. Mm-hmm. Or they make one out of stuff in the house. Yeah. Are we going to do a scene where they lose the game because both Jumanji and Sathura did that? Yeah, that'd be good. How could they lose? How could they lose the game? Do you think like um? Do you think we have like a hiker who is like? I have an idea mm-hmm. that the penguins, on top of being just not doing anything, really are trying to play the game. Also, like just a cute animal thing. If they really want to play the game, and at some point they like steal it. Okay. And and they leave the house with it. So now they have the, the humans have to leave the house at this point. They're like like the monkeys. They're very smart. They're smarter than they seem. So like mm-hmm. they like just think they're dumb penguins that are just like roaming around, but they actually like grab the game and then they like slide down the mountain with it. And then mm-hmm. do we want to add like a hiker? Like there's like a an extra person, like a Van Pelt type of person. We have the mountain guide. Mountain written. guide. I have that written down. But we could do like a I don't know. Um, uh, and another person who's like trying to reach the peak or something like Santa. Oh my god! Because you know, in all those uh, mountain climbing adventures, Santa is such a staple trope of the genre. Yeah, for sure. We could do like mountain guide or uh, mountain wizard. Um, <laughs> and we could go Skyrim and like you know, like the the monks. <laughs> <laughs> and the monk could be played by Tony Shalhoub because that's a really good joke. Um, oh my god, fuck you. I mean, uh, if anything, the monk would probably be played by the guy who played the hunter in the first one. Yeah. but I say the mountain guide. I think that makes the most sense, right? Because they're going to need to get down the mountain at some point because they don't even know yeah. where to begin. Mm-hmm. So I think they draw the mountain guide. What's the mountain guide like? Like, is he someone who is trapped in the game too? Or is he just part of the game? Or... Is he like Van Powell and he's part of the game or is he um He's he's trapped in the game, but by choice. Okay. Because when he played the game, everybody that he played with died. And so he's like, I'm gonna make sure nobody else dies playing this game. Oh, okay. So he's like the um he's like the protector or something. Like he's like a yeah, he, yeah he's like a companion in betrayal in a house on the hill. They like add a little extra to your like rules or something. Exactly. Or, yeah. 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 That, that sounds good. Yeah. I like that. That's cool. Who plays so, the mountain guide? Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> oh my God. All right. That's fine. Yeah, sure. But his name is, uh, uh, his, his name is, um, Damn it! I was trying to think of the the police officer's name in in, in Monk, but I can't remember it. Stottlemyre. Stottlemyre, yeah. Captain Leland Stottlemyre. Yeah. So his name's Leland. His name's Leland. As a really good deep cut reference for those those monkheads. Um, yeah, the monkheads who are going to the theater to pay to see a sequel to The Pest. That's a ripoff of Jumanji. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They <laughs> like they they kind of like Jumanji. They don't like The Pest, but they really love Monk. They're like monkophiles monk's a good show 
so they're heading down. The- they call it, they call themselves the Shaloub Crew. I hate you. Um, the Shal Shalubatics. No. Yes, yes, the the Shalubatics. That is actually that is absolutely what they are called. <laughs> Instead of reading the past sequel, let's talk about the bylaws of the Shalubatics. One, Tony's always right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Two, episode forty-four of Monk is not good, and everybody knows it. Uh, bylaw three. Uh, <laughs> The the second companion to Monk was better than Ooh. the first. Okay, good. I was going to say, you need to be careful yeah, what yeah, you're yeah, going to yeah, say. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't remember either of their names, but the, the second companion. Um, Sharona was the first one, and I think yeah. uh, Julie was the daughter of the second one. Because arguably, Sharona was kind of mean. Okay, so, Jesus Christ. All right, let's get this done, and we can do it as quickly as possible, and then we can talk about the Shalubatics if you want, but um, we have a job to do. Okay, so the... Natalie was the second one. Natalie. Tony Shalhoub, the mountain man, comes Leland. into the house. Le- Leland. Tony um, Shalhoub, the mountain Leland. The mountain Leland. Um, uh, <laughs> 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 um, so, Tony Shalhoub, the mountain man, named Leland, comes into the house and is like... Yeti took your mom. Um, uh, Who are you going to call? Tony Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub comes into the house, like, after they roll, I think, like, uh, the mountain guide, like, card, and says that he can help them down the mountain um, anywhere where they need to go, but uh, maybe he has a limit to, like, how long he can be played. So, um... So they're definitely going to the Yeti cave, but then like that limit is 125 episodes. Yeah, is that, is that how long Monk was? That's how many episodes Tony Shalhoub was in. Well, probably every one, right? Presumably. So he, so I bet he can only be played for a certain amount of time before he has to leave because he's kind of like he he's a he's a real big help out, yes. right? Like so, uh-huh. like so he's when you have him, you're kind of stacked, but like he, you can only use him like for a certain amount of time. And also because if he stays too long, then he becomes part of, like, the party. So if they win, he'll leave the game. And he doesn't yeah. want that. Yeah, that's fine. The expedition, not the party. Yeah. So so maybe it's like, this guy can only be here for two rounds or something like that. And He's with them, but he can't help. He can only help twice. Yeah. He'll, he'll stay with the expedition, but he can only help twice. Yeah. So he has to show up before the game gets stolen by the penguins. So because That's a good point. They wouldn't be able to play the game. So I think he, he shows up after the mom gets captured, but before the penguins take the game. And maybe he doesn't see the penguins at first. And he's like, and then they talk about the, how they rolled penguins at one point, And he's like, shit, the penguins are here. And then like they run and then like they're already down the hill with the game. He's yelling at them in penguin. Yeah. He's like, ah, ah, ah. hey, what'd you say? Fuck you. Yeah. So I think the dad rolls the peng- or rolls the mountain guide to be like, see? This is what I'm talking about. Like I'm doing, I'm helping. Yeah, and he gets and he gets really buddy buddy with the mountain guy. Like he really loves the. Dude. Oh yeah, I mean um, to be fair, Joe Mortensen, a famous Shalubatic. Oh yeah, number one fan. He's treasurer of the Shalubatics. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they head out with Leland the Mountain Man. Yeah, Tony Shalub the Mountain Leland. 
Yeah. And I like how we're not really, like, I like how we're just, like, basically, we're make, basically making a Jumanji sequel right now. We're not making, we're not making a pest well, sequel. And also, there's so much of the pest is tied up in, like, the specific flavor of John Leguizamo's comedy that, like, that's a thing that we can't just sit here and be like, and then he mispronounces this word in a specific way, like, and also that we have to get really into making super racist comments. Yeah, or he's super racist or just, like, super homophobic or super um just gross there's a point in this movie in the past where he has been just spouting racist bullshit the whole time and then at one point the girlfriend's dad says something not even racist and he basically turns around and gives a very loud what do you mean you people kind of line which then is like oh no they knew what they were doing it wasn't just like john leguizamo was writing his own comedy and didn't like understand no he knew what he was doing thank you for bringing this up mike because the fact the racism is so inherently obvious and like into like the plot like mm-hmm. it's not like they were like making a movie with like some like off-color jokes that could be taken one way or the other right. they are blatantly racist and then they make that joke later in the movie that just shows that like oh yeah they're doing this on purpose <laughs> yeah like it, it's a thing where the when this movie was made you could pass it off as like not not like forgive it but you could say like at the time that was just a movie people like people were doing that comedy it wasn't good it wasn't great and it's not like an excuse it's like that maybe they just like no one had like talked to them because that was me they were made but then they did the oh you people and it's like oh no they knew exactly what they were doing like yeah. Yeah. it was intentional yeah yeah that's probably as much as we can speak on that being yeah. <laughs> to white people yeah no for sure for sure i'm not the way that the movie was made watching it, i was like yes this seems like a 90s movie and then it was like they did, I was like oh no they were like really purposefully really thinking about it absolutely um anyway let's so, move on let's make yeah, jumanji so the, jumanji one and a half so they have the mountain guide they go they start down the mountain yeah and search and the I think, game do they go after the mom first or the the game first right so it's like what if they can only save the mom if they draw a certain card it's like beast's bounty card or something like that and it's like something that the the it's something to trade the yeti for the mom it's like this is an item in the game that you can have to give to the yeti to get your party member back or something or to appease it okay the daughter had rolled previously we'll retcon this had rolled previously before the dad or maybe between the pest and the dad. And she got that card that's like something to give the Yeti for trade. But it got okay. stolen with the game. Oh, okay. And so that's they have good. to go get the game and the card. That's good. So where are the penguins? How do they find the penguins? Um. So if they go down the mountain, maybe the penguins are chilling by like a frozen lake. Or something like that. And because the penguins are birds and like are smaller and light, they can like just walk on the ice and everything. Well, then I think the game should be on the lake. Yeah. So then the pest has to walk out there and do some of that good physical comedy that we all know and love. And maybe like the ice is breaking apart as Mm -hmm. he as he's going on. And then like he starts moving. He's he's like jumping from ice part like Mm -hmm. ice piece of ice to piece of ice. And then he realizes he's kind of like dancing or something. <laughs> like, yes, like, this is beautiful. Yeah, so yeah, he like, starts singing some weird song where at one point he's disguised yeah. as Dracula. And he's like, I, yeah. He's like, ice, ice, baby. Ice, ice. Yes. <laughs> or something. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah. 
Um, maybe there's a scene at the very beginning of the movie of the pest at like an mm-hmm. arcade and he's playing like a dance dance revolution game and this mm-hmm. is and this scene is like a callback to him like like <laughs> reacting quickly to like jump yeah, from I an like ice that. thing like like and then he uh he gets to the penguins and then like maybe this is like the moment where he it's somewhat of a proving himself moment mm-hmm. like and everything but then he like gets like to it and then he like gets the game and he like holds it up and he jumps up and down and then he falls through the ice <laughs> and then they have to rescue him and maybe that's when tony 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 shalhoub like yeah does something i'm not maybe he has to save him by diving into like the cold water or something mm-hmm. like that yeah okay yeah i feel like we still we still need a scene where like we need to get it so that the parents are like okay with him yeah they don't have to like him but it's like a yeah. They don't outwardly hate him. But I think that's a funny moment, though, right? Yeah, like, it's of like, course. Oh, it's, like, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, the pest finally did something right, and then he just fucks it up like, right away. And they have to burn one of their sh- shalub helps. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So maybe they only get two or three. Maybe they only get three. Three yeah. is fine, yeah. Rule three. Yeah. So after the, they get the game back, they have to find the mom. And I think Tony Shalhoub can like track the Yeti. Like That just sounds like... And that's the second. That's the second use of the Mountain Leland. Uh, I think also we should have little scenes throughout the mom is like befriending the Yeti. Yeah. She's not just like kidnapped and we don't see her till they save her. Like, yeah. What if it's kind of like a, what if like her evolution is like, she's befriending this like beast, like, like mm-hmm. thing. And like, and then they see- fuck. Yes. This becomes a deep winter the, porn. Um, the shape of the fjord. The shape of the. <laughs> <laughs> shape of the yeti dick um um, it's jagged (laughs) hey uh Uh, we never said the yeti was male that's true if it's female we could have yeti yabos yeti yabos god so the mom's befriending the yeti over time and does it seem like the yeti's gonna eat her at first or just like oh yeah for sure you think? It, it, we start out. We start out very um, Empire Strikes Back, Luke in yeah. the cave of the Wampa, and yeah. by the end, it's much more like the Yeti from Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe at first she like is like tied up and everything, and then like the Yeti hurts itself, or maybe drops something, or like falls or something, and then like she like helps him. Um, it fights the polar bear. Yeah, the polar bear is out and everything, and maybe like the polar. Maybe the polar bear, like, invades the cave that they're in, and they fight, and, like, she's, like, she's just basically watching these this polar bear and this yeti, like, duke it out, and then mm-hmm. it looks like the polar bear is going to win, uh, but then she gets free and, like, scares it off by, like, making herself big and, like, being like, yeah, get out of here, get the fuck out of here, sure. like, waving it out and everything. And so on and top of, how- like, helping the yeti, and she also, like, patches him up, or her. Because the mom's a doctor. Yeah. I don't think it was established in the sh- in the movie. Or a vet. Maybe the mom's a vet. So they find her. They find the cave. Yeah. And they're like, what's a funny thing that they would be doing? Like The Yeti and the mom. Yeah. Besides Having like sex. Besides the deep the deep Arctic porn. <laughs> Honestly, that kind of thing they're would happen in this movie. They're making a snowman. A snowman. Okay. Snowman. I'm th- trying to think of like, what if they were like making like a like the Yeti's making a snow human, and then like the the mom's making like a snow like Yeti. 
or something. That's funny. Yeah. Well, let's do that. That's funny. Yeah. And of course, the uh, pest tries to fight the Yeti, running around, yeah. waving his fists in the air, like, put up your dukes, put up your dukes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, he's being over and burying and everything, and then the Yeti just, like, fucking cold clocks him, just like, <laughs> He's like, okay, okay, yeah, whatever, man, we're friends. Cool. Yeah, whatever. He comes back, and he looks at the den, and is like, I took a fall. I let him have that one. But then they tried to take the mom, or save the mom, and then the Yeti doesn't want her to leave, because, like, it's, like, the only, like, friendship, like, the Yeti has. They give him the card. But this time, he looks real sad that she's leaving. Yeah. That's the thing, is like, normally they give the Yeti the card, and it's very much like, business has been transacted, have a good day. And this yeah. time the Yeti's like, like, really fucking sad. Yeah, yeah. It's like, aww. Yeah. Yeah, there's it's... actually there's actually that voiceover, like, audience reaction. Aww. Okay, like, like a laugh track. Yeah. So, game has gotten, the mama saved. Mm-hmm. They still got two shaloops to burn. That's my favorite line from Fahrenheit 451. Two, two shaloops to burn. It was a shaloop to burn. And he rose from the ashes like a shaloop. It was the best of shaloops. It was the worst of shaloops. <laughs> You're a shaloop, Harry. <laughs> oh my gosh. So yeah, Let's... I think we need... We need another threat. Maybe the polar bear comes back at some point. Like, they're making their way down the mountain. They're doing good steady time. They did scare it away. Maybe they only have two shaloobs. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, because, like... This is where Pest has to make his bones with the parents. Yeah, and what does the Pest fight this bear? I think we need to, like, call back something or something. Maybe he lures it to the penguin grotto or something. And, like, polar bears can swim, so he doesn't, like, drown it. But... So I think because we like hinted at the pregnant thing, mm-hmm. it needs to actually be revealed at some point during. The I think journey, here is right? where he reveals it. He says something like yeah. "Stay away from my baby" or something like that. Yeah, yeah. The polar bear comes out and about to like eat eat them, and then like he gets in front of like the girlfriend and it's like my baby and my ba- my baby's baby. Yeah, that's that's good. My baby, my baby's baby. My baby's my baby. My baby's my baby. Baby back ribs, and that's when it's revealed and. Maybe I don't know if they like. I don't think they like kill the bear or anything like that. Like, but maybe once the dad like see hears that and sees that the pest is like standing up for like or like protecting mm-hmm. their daughter, like he gets in the way and like he comes forward too and is like, yeah, get out of here, get out of here. Then the mom does it too, and they're like, get out of here. And then they like all scare it away or something yeah. like that. Um, and then because this movie, I feel like this is how this movie would end, and it feels very unearned and quick. The pest actually is like, wait a minute, no, come back. And then we see all of them riding on the polar bear's back down the mountain. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I can't justify it, but I just could see that clearly in my mind as the end of this movie. And I feel like that's a good place to to go with it. That'd be good. I was imagining like some sort of like ski scene at some point. I don't know. Mm. But that works too. Yeah. The the mom and the dad and the girlfriend are riding the polar bear and the pest is behind them skiing. Now like he's got like, he's a rope tied to the polar bear that he's on the other end of and he's skiing behind okay. the polar bear. And it's like a tri ski thing. Um does Shaloub does Shaloub's like story really end there? It's like he wants to stay in the game. Like like is that kind of I feel like in a better movie he would learn like to let it go or something, but this isn't the movie to give yeah. Like, originally, I had the idea that he would sacrifice himself to the polar bear to save them, but why would anyone do that for the pest? For sure. But yeah, I think that's like, so they go down the mountain, and then they win the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. Because 
the mountain goes away at that point. It just like goes yeah. back down into the earth. Like in like the flavor text at the beginning, like in Jumanji, where it says like say the name of the game of the jungle or whatever. Like get to the end and say Jumanji, and that's when the game goes away. There's like a flag or something, like okay. the, from the peak. It's like bring the flag back from the peak to base camp and claim your reward or whatever. There's some I don't know like Marshall Station or some business like general store where you turn the flag in. Okay. And then everything just disappears, and then they're like, maybe everything disappears, and they're sitting back in the living room, like sort yeah. of like sort of like Jumanji was mm-hmm. at the at the end. We do like a, the rewind through the whole plot of the movie until they're sitting at the kitchen, but they remember the whole everything yeah. that happened. Do you think it's everyone remembers, or just the pest remembers? You think everyone remembers? Ooh, no, the, I think it's just the pest. That's that's so good because they yeah. still don't like him. Everything like that, and they're sitting at the table playing Carcassonne. And so no one believes him. The the girlfriend tells them that she's pregnant. So like we we work to it, and then it like fades to black or something. Or we cut to them like she's had the baby, and she's like holding it, and it's all swaddled in like clothing. And the pest is like, I'm telling you, baby, all this happened. It happened, and this and that. She doesn't believe him, and she's like, here, hold whatever they name their child, and he holds it, and then he like pulls back the wrappings to look at her, and it's one of the penguins. Not like she gave birth to a penguin, but that fun like. Cheeky surprise. Yeah. I think you're going to say it was Tony Shalhoub's face. The the doctor is Tony Shalhoub. The doctor Not is Not the actor Tony Shalhoub. The character is played by Tony Shalhoub. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I actually think that's funny. Because maybe that, that doctor in some timeline gets the game and goes on this hike or something. Like, that's that, that's actually pretty maybe, cool. Yeah. I like that. I think that's good. I think that's a fun, like, after he sees, like, a penguin, like, as his baby, I think the credits just start to roll. And we're done with this goddamn atrocity. Man, we did it somehow. Listeners, if you have something you really want to die hard on, like just tweet it at us. Yeah, at the Equalizers. At the Equalizers on Twitter or DM us on Insta. Just slip into our DMs and just like shout your answer. Um, And uh, or just send us emojis just randomly or, um, you know, who knows, like. Give us a review or something sometime, because that would be great. Please. We don't really hit the reviews as hard, but we should. It'd be great if you give us a review. Uh, it helps. Everybody says that, and I hate that I just said it, but it's true. It is. It, it does. And we'd really actually like to know what you think of the show. Because, <laughs> like, as far as, like, as far as me and Mike are concerned, we're rocking it. You know, like, we're, oh, yeah. we're rocking it in the free world. Um, club banger after club banger. Yeah. Beetlejuice after Amadeus Machina. Well... We kind of skipped through the usual parts, but if we're done and we did it, then Madison Jones, why don't you tell the people where they can find us? People can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and everywhere else podcasts are found by searching The Equalizers. And as always, we spell that E-Q-U-E-L-I-Z-E-R-S like in sequel. Like in sequel. Uh, you can get in contact with us, like we said, on Twitter and Facebook at the Equalizers uh, Gmail. We are Equalizers at gmail.com. We have an Instagram. It is the underscore Equalizers. Special thanks on our theme song, Rock Thing, goes to Creo. You can find their work at www.creo-music.com. Review and subscribe, please, and thank you. One more time. One more time. Review and subscribe. One more time. View, subscribe. So next time, Madison. I've had two beers. Sorry. Go ahead. It's all right. <laughs> next time, we are going to infinity and beyond with That's Buzz right. Lightyear 
of Star Command. The adventure begins. So, for the equalizers. I am Madison Jones. I'm Mike Knoll. You're a shaloob, Harry. <laughs> to be continued. Was that good? Was that good, listeners? Did you like that? All your HP fans out there? I'm not saying the outro again, so we're good. Bye. It's jungle out there. Disorder and confusion everywhere. No one seems to care. Well, I do. Hey, who's in charge here? It's jungle out there. Poison in the very air we breathe. You know what's in the water that you drink? Well, I do. And it's amazing. People think I'm crazy because I worry all the time. If you paid attention, you'd be worried too. You better pay attention for this world we love so much. Might just kill you. I could be wrong now. But I don't think so. Because there's the jungle out there. There's the jungle out there.